From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 499. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Do we have to do this episode? I mean, this is like the last one before everything changes, I feel like. <laughs> you know, like I just, that's, it's like we're about to like cross that line. There's never, no going back. Right. There's no, <laughs> it's only took, taken you 10 years to realize there's no going back from this. Well, there's no going back from 500. You hit like 500. It's like, now now what, you know? It's like mega, mega bod. Yeah, it's quite, quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually, I, I, this is going to sound wrong. I'm actually for a change excited about 500. Like I've been nervous about 500, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think, it, I think it's in my right to be nervous about 500. But yeah, I'm very excited about episode 500. But we have to record episode 499 before we get there. Um, just a reminder, though, about next week, about episode 500, we want to hear about your favorite stationary products. We want to hear yep. about your favorite pens, your favorite pencils, your favorite notebooks, something that changed how you do things. Whatever you want to tell us about is what we're going to talk about next week. So we're asking for your participation in our 500th episode. We're going to make it all about y'all, the listener, and figure out what um, what things you're into, what mm-hmm. your favorites are, and kind of get some inspiration from from y'all. And we have a form that um, I created, a Google form, and we'll put that link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So far, Mike, we are expected to read 136 responses. Okay. And I'm sure after this episode, it will be uh, quite a few more. I feel good about that number. Like I was, I said, you know, a hundred last week and I, I was really thinking that like that might be a good number and we can do that in a reasonable amount of time. Um, I have not audited any of this. So we're going to turn this uh, form, I'll, I'll turn the replies off on Sunday at some point uh, this week, at the end of this week, just to give me time to kind of like quickly audit. I don't like to read ahead, but you know, I want to read through and, and see, you know, if anything that we just need to go ahead and, and, uh, clean up in there if you will i don't know what's in there i have not spied on the don't worry uh, we're gonna be working together on that i have it yeah, as yeah, a task yeah. for next week too so we can tag yeah. team this yep just letting everyone know uh know just go ahead and answer it by sunday if you're interested because i will disable the ability to reply to mm-hmm. the form uh at some point on sunday probably sunday night so something like that so, so yeah we have time to it's, start it's, working on it from monday so again if you want to go to uh the episode show notes it should be in your podcast app or you can find it at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 499, and you can find the form there. Fill out the form, and uh, there's a very good, as long as you are, you want to keep it clean, <laughs> you will be included in the episode, right? That's, yeah. That's kind of, kind of it. Um, yep. We are recording, we always record live. We record the show live every single week. There's a wonderful uh, chat in the Relay FM members' Discord. People hang out. Uh, but anybody can listen live. If you go to relay.fm slash live on February 9th at 9 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. GMT, that is when we will be recording the episode live. If you're a Relay FM member, it's best to kind of hang out in the chat, but you you know, you know can listen to it whenever you want on our live webpage. So if you want to just come and hang out with us uh, and just join in the celebrations for episode 500, maybe you want to hear your uh, response right out live uh, but of course we will be putting the episode out uh, later on that day as we always do uh, i kind of can't believe it we're getting real close now it's 499 means it's happening I know. next week I'm, i mean I and this huge... really again it is a there is a no chance it's not happening kind of thing uh mm-hmm. because i reiterate this we've said it a million times now but february 9th is also our 10 year anniversary of working together so yeah yeah day. 
like I have a huge grin on my face, mm-hmm. like about next week. Finally, like it's like I've been nervous about it for some, for some while. <laughs> like that's just that's just how I am. That's how I roll. I, I get nervous about these things, but uh, I'm actually super excited about next week, and I'm, I'm really really looking forward mm-hmm. to it. On that note, Mike, I did a thing for the first time ever in the stationary game that we all play, at least for ten years on this podcast for longer in my my blogging and for longer in my life i bought a pin to celebrate no way an, an event <laughs> oh okay <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I buy lots of pins that's the problem is like i'll i'll see a pin i like and i'll generally just buy it and that's okay but this time mike i did the celebration pin thing and that that's something that you have done in the past where you've yep. made a purchase to yep. mark you know, an event of some kind, big or small, it doesn't matter, right? Like the size of the thing doesn't matter, right? You could buy something like when you started Relay FM, you know, which is a big deal or, you know, for, you know, your wedding or anything you can, you could buy it for, hey, I made it through the week. <laughs> like sometimes that's a good thing to celebrate um, on a weekly basis. But um, I've never really gone out of my way to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to tie this purchase into this event. And in this case, the event is obviously our 500th podcast episode. Yep. And I'm doing this mostly to justify the expense <laughs> of what I bought and yeah, make myself takes, feel man. better. Yeah, right, whatever it right. takes. Whatever it takes. Um, so, you know, I, I've done... Like I've I've spent a lot of time buying pens in the past, right? Thinking about a pen like my first Nakaya, right? Like I always say it took me two years to buy my first Nakaya because, you know, I had to think about it. Like I had to feel like I had to get it right and, you know, save the money because it was expensive and just do all the things. Or, you know, I've bought the pens that I'm supposed to buy, like the classics, like the Lamy 2000. You know, or Pilot Vanishing Point or a Pelican M series. You know, in the, I buy those for a reason. Like those mm-hmm. are kind of like landmark pins that you know certain pin addicts feel like, hey, you should have this. Like if I'm gonna talk about these things, you need kind of the classics. But I've never bought this. What I'm calling the celebration pin. So I went out on a limb and bought something that I have not tested. I have not tried. I've only read about and viewed online. I bought an Elwood Pocket Master. Literally Mike. never heard of mm-hmm. this uh, company at all. Yep. yep. So I would say most listeners haven't, um, unless they read Refill, your Panatic members newsletter. I have discussed this pen um, because my friend Anthony at UK Fountain Pens okay. um, ordered It was one in the links, right? It was in the links. Yeah. So people may have clicked on the link and yeah, seen I don't think I did. It and so we'll have the link to Anthony's post. So you can get kind of a good breakdown of this pen. It's essentially a highly engineered pocket pen, right? And I don't mean engineered in like the over-engineered kind of way. I mean engineered in like handmade, fine materials. You know, all all the little bells and whistles you can get in a highly like almost like customized pocket pen and Elwood doesn't just make pocket pens you know they make you know full-size pens as well in their same style but uh Frank at Elwood who is who is the maker uses lots of really really cool materials makes all the pens himself um you know has a really distinct style it's very simple 
in clean in the lines of the pen. Where are they based? Uh, Germany. Germany, okay. Yep. So um, I've shared some emails uh, with him over my time making this order. So what happened was, so Anthony, this is kind of like how my process goes. And we talked about this in the past. So I see a pen that someone else has or see it at a pen show or see it at a retailer or whatever. And I just kind of add it to the mental list. Like, Hey, I I like this. Let me kind of investigate what's going on with it. You know, do other people have experience with it? Um, what type of setup would I want? You know, what type of materials would I want? Because at Elwood, you can buy just basic, like a full metal pen, like was the first thing that I thought I might get. So he has a stainless steel barrel, Pocket Master. I was like, hey, that's like kind of perfect for me, right? I love the um, stainless steel materials, right? That's one of my favorite like pen materials if I'm going for a metal pen. And then he posts like something on Instagram, like I follow you know, Frank on Instagram and see all the things that Elwood's producing. And then all of a sudden he puts up, Hey, here's a bunch of ebonite I bought. I think I'm going to make pens out of them. And Oh, by the way, there's this really nice teal looking one in there. So like in the span of like a couple of weeks of me thinking about, Hey, I'll eventually get a pocket master one day. Right. Because they're, like I said, very expensive. He posts something that triggers me into like, okay, I am emailing Frank and I'm saying, this is what I want. And is it possible? And he said, yes. So I have a teal ebonite, mm. um, which I have a link in the show notes to this, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see some of the ebonite rods that he got in. And there's one in the picture that we'll link in the show notes called U5.5. It's just how it's marked. I don't know what that means. Like there's swirled ebonites, there's solid ebonites, but this teal looking ebonite i was like you know i like the like the silver you know hardware type of based pens and i thought that would look perfect and if i'm gonna buy celebrate uh the 500th episode i'm gonna go all out so i actually have a silver barrel teal ebonite pocket master with a gold nib coming like i did like the full the full setup so i was originally thinking about the stainless steel model which cost about half of what I ended <laughs> ended up going with. <laughs> so um, these look I'm really a good, bit, man. I've never I'm, seen these pens before, and they are they are speaking to me. Yeah, I'm a little bit excited about this. If you couldn't tell, like it's mm-hmm. hard for me to like ramble about it because I don't have it yet. So when I place the order, I've paid for it already. Talk to Frank about, you know, the setup and the materials and all that. And so it's going to be here probably like end of February. So probably like a month from now, something mm-hmm. like that. End of February, early March, something like that. I know like these are all custom. Really like, beautiful. Custom made. They're all handmade, right? So these take a lot of time and effort to make. So like I've put in my order. I'm in no rush. And um, yeah, so they like have the full size. They have a full size model. They have the pocket model, and just the craftsmanship and attention to detail looks from you know all appearances that I see and reading Anthony's review and looking at the pro- the finished products like on Instagram. Um, like I'm in. Like I want to see this in person. And I'm really keen to know what the weight will feel like. The balance of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting because there's the the full size, which uh, Elwood calls the long cap, and then mm-hmm. there's the short size, which I got, which is called the Pocket Master, right? So think of the Pocket Master like the Kaveco Sports. They have long size cap and short cap and Pocket Master. Oh, okay. There's a short cap as well. So you can get the various Ebonites 
um, that Frank was showing in the Instagram, or you can get just metal barrels, you know, uh, the brass, cap, copper, silver. The way that looks is the cap screws on to mm-hmm. the grip section, like in the Pocket Master, so it still shows the grip section. Yep. Where the long cap covers the grip section. Gotcha. Right. So, yep, I see that now. Cool. So, yeah, I, I am interested in these type of unique pins and makers and stories. Not that I'm not interested in, like, other things. Like, we're going to talk about a very popular pin brand of, uh, that just released a pin here, like, this week that I'm very interested in as well. But this gets priority in the money that I have to spend on pens, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up spending probably close to $800 on mine, the way mine is set up with the materials yep. that I'm getting and the nib I'm getting. Like I didn't I didn't skimp on what I was ordering this time, which is a little bit out of line for me. Like normally if I go to a new maker, I'll start with the base pen and see if I like it, right? Yeah. But this one is such a unique material and style that I wanted to kind of get it right the first time instead of doing like a two-step to get to the yeah, end very, result pin that I wanted. Tempted. So I feel very tempted by these. They're so beautiful. I think I'm gonna. I want to wait to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm yeah. really keen to hear what you think. Maybe yeah, I'll and that's what I. Too. That's normally how I would do. It's like, hey, let me make this list and think about things for a long time. Like I've had uh-huh. the um, Scribo Piuma on my list for probably you know not quite a year. But for a long time, and I'll eventually end up with one, but like I wait for the time to pounce when one, I have the money, and two, there's really the perfect model. And this was a situation where I was looking at a model, the stainless, and thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then this kind of perfect for me model came along with the Ebonite, and I just went for it, which is it's a little bit out of line for me to just go ahead and jump into the deep end. I like, I don't mind spending money on pens, but I'm pretty cautious right as as far as like jumping into the deep end on on that type of expense so yeah i i'm excited so uh we will have a full report once i get it in uh, the next month or so and uh yeah like i'm i bought the celebration pen so there we go it made me think when i read this i was like oh man should i have done that too (laughs) like it does feel like i kind of should have like you know if we're gonna celebrate anything of a pen Mm mm-hmm Honestly, we should have bought pens for each other, but we're just not thoughtful um, enough. We're not smart. We're, we're not, not smart thoughtful that way. enough as podcast hosts. I know, what is the I know. ten year anniversary gift? Oh. Ten year anniversary. Probably like uh, I'm gonna what go. Let it? me guess. Let me guess. I'm okay. not looking. Let's see. It's got to be a metal. I think we're past uh-huh. like some of those stages. So I'm uh-huh. just. I'm actually just gonna go with brass. Like Google I don't think says we're in, like, tin or aluminium. Okay. So. so that's that the same level. Great because aluminium, there's loads of aluminium pens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. So that's I really want uh, a tin pen. <laughs> 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 that's gonna <last>. Yeah. Okay, so I, w- I was in the right, you know, category of metal. You know, not we're not into like the ultra premium. Like the, the plat the platinums and the silvers and yeah, things like that. So yeah. Basic. Oh, now then Kate's in here being, you know, the wise one says, you know, you can still do it, by the way. Yeah, but it's, we've said it now. It's too yeah, late. Yeah, now no. we've said it out loud. We've uh-huh. we've ruined the whole thing. Well, now Brad bought himself a present, so, yeah. you know. So, go me. I'm going to have to buy myself a present. There you go. I would genuinely, like, I would really, honestly, I think it would be nice to me, for me to also buy one of these pens that you've bought. 
because that just I don't know. There's something nice about that. It's like a team. The same, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure how I would feel about it. So I want to see what you think. Yep, yep, yep. So, and I mean, it's not like I haven't bought other pens recently, like Mm -hmm. one of which we're going to talk about here down below. But like this one, this this is a big purchase for me, and I am excited, and uh, I really look forward to it, and. uh, you know, I will definitely share the experience uh, when I get it. You know, the only hang up with this pen that I think most people will have besides the price is, you know, it's just like your Kaveco Sports short international cartridge, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be someone like myself who is totally content with using short cartridges or little refill, little uh, converters that barely hold any ink and manipulating, you know, syringe filling cartridges to get like an ink you want. If you spend that much on a pen, you don't want to skimp on your ink. So I'll be, you know, refilling cartridges or figuring something out to use all kinds of, you know, other inks other than inks that just come in cartridges. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. All right. I got more pens to talk about this week. Um, Where do I talk about them the most, Mike? On your website, which is powered by our friends, at Squarespace, which, you know, as we approach 500, it's probably worth saying, Squarespace is our longest-running sponsor on the show. They have nice. been sponsoring Thank you, the Squarespace. Pen for basically the entire time that the show has been running, um, which is kind of an incredible thing. Uh, I might actually look in a minute when was the first time that they sponsored it. I don't know okay. if I have that information, but I'll see if I can kind of try and find it because that would be fun. But So thank you to Squarespace for their continued support of this show. It is uh, It means a lot to us. Um, and let me tell our listeners why Squarespace is so amazing. They are the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. Whether you want to make a website, an online store, or anything in between, Squarespace have got you covered and they back it up with their fantastic marketing tools analytics, cutting-edge design, world-class engineering, their top-of-the-line security, their dependable resources, and their unlimited hosting. It's an incredible package that you get with Squarespace. I was today just updating something on one of my Squarespace websites, and it's just a case of just clicking around. Like, I want to change, see what the, I want to change the text on the website. I just click the little button and start typing. I, this is so amazing. It's why I've been using it for so long. I don't want to have to like change it on some backend system and then mm-hmm. publish it and go look at it. No, no, no. I just want to see how it's going to look in line. That's what I love about Squarespace. You start with one of their beautiful modern web, uh, website templates that you uh, can, can drag and drop and make your own. They're all professionally designed, but you can still customize the look and feel of it. You can customize the settings, the products you have on sale on your website if you want to sell stuff. Just a few clicks, you can get everything going. Just what I was talking about and every squarespace website is optimized for all screen sizes as well there's nothing to patch install or upgrade they're 24 7 customer support domain name registration seo and email marketing tools as well it's the full package whether you want to publish your next blog post about pens maybe promote your business Mm. where you sell pen stuff maybe announce Mm. an upcoming event showcase your work of an incredible portfolio or turn your big idea into a new website just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict for a free trial right now with no credit card required. You can build that um, website. You can just build the whole thing as part of the trial. Then when you're ready to launch it to the world, use the offer code penaddict to check out and you'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you will get yourself 10% off your first purchase to show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. And Kate, be, coming in clutch me? in the Discord, 
episode two. That that's mind boggling. So full ten years from these incredible folks. Wow. Uh, and that's also again, people say like, how can Squarespace still you know be sponsoring? Because our listeners redeem the codes. So thank you to our listeners as well who continue to support the show by supporting yeah. our sponsors because it supports us. So thank you. Yeah, like it, it's really telling when sponsors stick around for a mm-hmm. long time. It, it, it's a two-way relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So when you see like someone come, like a sponsor, even come back for the second time, it's it's that's a really important marker for people mm-hmm. like Mike and myself. Like I, I talk about that a lot and, and think about that a lot. So like to have Squarespace around for ten years, ah, thank you so much. It, it's really cool. Man, they sponsored just like every episode too. Like I'm just like clicking through for a while. (laughs) Things were really different back then and the arrangement we had with them was kind of funny. Thinking about now, it's it's much more official now. (laughs) That was pre-relay. I mean, that was a long time ago. That was 70 dB. Yeah. Yeah. That was was some OG. Mm -hmm. That was probably like Squarespace version three, I think is probably where I started with them. Probably. Yeah, something like that, which is uh, over a decade ago. So crazy. All right. I will be writing about these pins on my Squarespace blog, uh, the pen addict, penaddict.com, um, in the future. I've just received the pen at Pentel Energel 05. Mm-hmm. They have chosen to call these the black colors, which I'm not a big fan of the name. But what the. <laughs> it's just a terrible name. That's so bad. So, what these are in, in the gel pen and in the rollerball ink pen world, some of the companies, uh, Uniball especially, has taken to uh, and, and good, done a good thing and mixed black ink with other colors to make some really interesting colors, right? So, one of my all time favorite gel ink colors is called Lavender Black. It's a Uniball. Uh, color that they use in the Signo lineup. And then Uni came out with a whole lineup called BLX, which not a great name either, but still, you know, better than black colors. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we can at least say they're the BLX. Um, the, so this is very similar. Like take your black gel ink and mix it with purple and green and red and blue and other things and just give people a little bit of oh, a different man. option. This is so funny to me. So I'm on the JetPens website. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm looking at the, I have an image right mm-hmm. of these what they look like. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time of looking at this image to see where there's any differences between the black. Like to yeah. my eyes, it's really hard to see that any of these black colors look any different from each other. So I titled this section "Things I'm Loving." Okay. It's not these. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> it's not that they're bad. It's that they're not what I think they should be. And they're extraordinarily expensive. So they're great pens, right? The Pentel Energel 0.5 needle tip. I, I take these out and write with them. I'm like, yeah, this is just like a tier one pen. It's a great, great, great pen. I cannot you know, express enough how good this pen is for what it is for a gel ink pen. The problem, the the first problem I have with this, Mike, it's, it's six colors in this set. One of the six colors, can you guess what one of the six colors is? I bet you can because you've looked at it. Yeah, well, what do you mean? Like, what? Which which one of these does not belong? Oh, charcoal? 
No. Oh, well, just numbers. black? Just black. Why are you making a what set I mean, it's like one that of those mixes two. the... That's why yeah. I say charcoal, because charcoal, black, and black, like, what's the difference? I don't really right. know. Is there a difference? So, there, so there's six colors. Bordeaux black, charcoal black, crimson black, indigo black, olive black, and black. <laughs> why are you giving me the base black gel pen in this? Like, I don't understand that decision. Give me a different color. Give me green. Like, I know you have olive. Like, it's it's not, that's a more of a yellowy uh, color. Give me, like, a green, black, or something, you know, something different. Pink, I don't care. Just not, like, or make it a five-pin set. No one cares that it's six pins. You know, give me, like, Uniball or none of, everyone else sells just a standard black gel. Um, I don't need, just I don't need this set because these pins are almost $5 a pin. Four dollars and eighty cents, twenty eight seventy five for the six pin set. What you get in color differentiation from a standard black ink, as you alluded to right at the jump, is not a lot. So people like Uni's BLX colors because there is a little bit of differentiation on the page. Now, if you look closely and you you can see it, right? Like you were saying, and I have I have written with these. I had to, re- I mean, like, I opened the image and I was like, there's absolutely zero difference. And then yeah. it was, you know, when you kind of like, if you're in like a dark room and you go into a bright room mm-hmm. and then your eyes eventually start to adjust. It's like, as I left the image open on my computer, I could kind of start to see the separation between the colors. Right. It's there, but it's very subtle. And yeah. and I agree with you that they kind of wasted one of them, which is a bit yeah. of a shame. Yeah. Um, crimson black is the standout as far as like the color differentiation from a standard black, right? So crimson black, like if I w- I'm writing with those, I-, I can tell that's crimson black. Everything else is a challenge, um, especially like charcoal black, like you were alluding to, mm-hmm. like it's not even gray. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's light black. It's, there's black and there's light black. So like you've wasted like two pins in this set that nobody needs. So maybe I'm down to a four pin set now, right? Yeah, because <laughs> as black, well, Bordeaux like black, charcoal black, black is black. actually not a color. Like charcoal, it's not a color, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is called black colors. And mm-hmm. that's what initially made me laugh is that black is not a color anyway, right? Right. right? Right, and right. so that's funny on its own. But then two of them aren't, don't even have a color to them. Like Bordeaux and Crimson, you can see like a red in there. Indigo, you can kind of see. I don't yeah. know. Indigo Olive. is probably the second, second, you know, most colorful. So it's Crimson is a standout in differenti- differentiation. Then Indigo and Bordeaux next. And then Olive is almost black to me. But in you can my see, writing. I mean, at least in the image, I can see there's a little green in it. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's funny. Anyway. Is indigo a blue black, basically? Yeah, okay. it's a, it's a, it's actually a little dark. <laughs> they're, they're all a little dark. I shouldn't even like. I said that like I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> they're, they're all a little dark. Yeah, it's it, it's fine. It's fine. But like, if you're gonna charge me five dollars a pen for this, wow, you, you need to come correct on some yeah. some color disparity here. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's expensive. So that's all because I I. I was so excited for these and I will still use them. I will still love them. And I'll go, Hey, look, you know, I can see these colors in here, but I help, I can't help but feeling uh, that they could have done a better job, like with what they were trying to do. But I mean, they didn't call these, you know, 
other colors with black. They called these black colors, so maybe they're supposed to be dark with just this little tint. You know, maybe that was their idea. But the, I'll I'll just buy the the black Energel for two dollars or whatever yep. it is instead of five dollars for olive black. Right? Like, mm-hmm. there's you're you're not selling me enough difference to to make up you know two and a half times the price. So mm-hmm. that's all. Like, I I love them like just for like quality right but for what you're telling me these are and the price you're charging me for them it doesn't doesn't quite add up so there you go so i actually my, have an ask tpa question that i brought okay. in today to the document that okay. i think is probably good to ask right now comes mm-hmm. from don can you explain what makes a blue black ink truly blue black to you versus just dark blue Do you Mm -hmm. consider any of the following inks to be blue-black inks? Watermoon Mysterious Blue, Pelican Edelstein Tanzanite, or Noodler's Air Core Blue-Black? There's two parts to this question. All right. This is a good question. And Dan has, or excuse me, Don has like the right idea, right? I tend to call dark blues any darker than standard like royal blue like the the school blue fountain pen ink uh-huh. that like Lamy ships as a default or pelican ships as a default anything darker than that i tend to call blue black even though they might be navy blue right or they might just have some dark blue okay um things like that i tend to call anything with any level of darkness even if that darkness is only by adding darker blues into the ink not really blacks a blue black and that's just probably my terminology you're pretty generous not exactly yeah i'm pretty generous on that i'm not very strict i call waterman mysterious blue a blue black and i call pelican elastine tanzanite a blue black Uh um i i'm not familiar with air core blue black um so i i can't say on that one um Waterman Mysterious Blue more so than the Tanzanite, maybe. Um, Mysterious Blue has a big difference between like Waterman's basic blue that it looks like it has mixed with black into it, right? Like not all blue-black inks look like there is more of a black presence of ink in there than just saying, hey, this is a dark blue. Like I use, one of my all-time favorite inks is Mont Blanc JFK, and it's marketed as a navy blue. I just call it a blue-black because I like those shades of darker blues. Um, So I'm trying to think off the top of my head, what would a pure blue-black ink look like? And I'm having to think about that because a lot of them call them like Sailor is is in that line. Sailor's blue black, I think, is probably a really good blue with a lot of black in in it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas something like an Aroshizuku Shinkai, I call a blue black, but it's really just a dark blue with a lot of character in it, right? But it's just easier to give it that nomenclature. I say, hey, this falls into that blue-black category because it's really a dark blue. So it's hard to clearly define unless you're going to go say and say this is like a 50% blue and a 50% black. Aurora would fall into that category for me. Um, those tend to be your darker blue-blacks, Diamine blue-black, Aurora blue-black, Sailor blue-black, those are your really dark, dark blue-blacks. Those are the ones I consider to be the true blue-blacks. And those usually don't land at the top of my blue-black ink list because I prefer them a little bit lighter and a little bit grayer. 
So I'm not sure I answered Don's question at all, but I think about this a lot <laughs> and I don't have an answer. I just know I personally categorize a lot of things as blue black that probably are just dark blues or navy or things like that. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Speaking of inks, I love this Sailor Tea Time Fika coffee ink. And this is problematic for a lot of reasons. <laughs> One, it came and went like in a snap. Like if you blinked, you missed it. It was like a limited series. And apparently I wasn't the only one that liked it. It's a brown ink that might be the brown ink that I've always been looking for. You know, I've talked over the years about how I want to love brown inks, but I've never completely clicked with one to want to like have a bottle or continually have it inked up in a pen. Like one of my not blue, black, blue, black inks <laughs> that I always have seem to have inked up. I want, I want that brown ink for me. Like I want to settle on a brown ink that I really love. It turns out it's this one that's inaccessible pretty much. So it was a, it was a small bottle expensive limited run 18 milliliter bottles like 20 bucks or 20 milliliters for 18 bucks whatever it was expensive it's great it's just freaking fantastic mm -hmm. it's just this dark rich brown like it's not light but you can see that it's brown ink unlike if hey there's there's the ink that Intergel needs instead of the black one brown black put that in your list take black out and uh, give us a brown black so that's the one you need um it's great, and now I'm not going to get it anymore, and that's okay, because in the past, I would buy multiple bottles of ink, right? But this has given me a color and a shade of ink that now I can go look for in other colors to try to match, right? So this is why I don't chase, like, limited edition inks at all, um, because I used to do that with, like, Sailor Apricot in the past, or Sailor Sky High. Well... It turns out that the own, your own company might re-release the same exact ink a few years later, and you'll live without having you know the perfect orange ink for a few years until it comes back again, or maybe you make your own, whatever. This brown ink is my brown ink, and it is no longer available. Like I don't even know how it became available, when it became available. I looked into a bottle like at the moment it, it was available, and now I can't find it anywhere. And I almost hate mentioning it, mentioning it, mentioning it. That's a hard there word to say. You got it. Mm, third time's a charm. It's good. Like if I, this is the ink I've been, brown ink I've been looking for, for daily use. And I'm really, really, really happy with it. I just, you know, I'll, I'll finish this bottle and, you know, we'll see what other comparable brown inks I can find. So that's a, that's a challenge to uh, all of our listeners out there. If you happen to have, Sailor Tea Time series Fika Coffee Ink. See if you can find one that's exactly the same. It, well, I don't know. It could be it. easy. Could be hard. No, use your ink. Don't hold on to it. No, hold it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink it. It's coffee ink. It's not scented though. It's probably for the best. Mm, definitely for. It's definitely for the best. It would not be on my list if it was scented, Mike. Yeah. I appreciate the scent when I want the scent. But I don't want. I don't full ever want scented inks. I don't mind scented markers. No, I don't want them. Mm. I don't want them. 
no scent whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like what's like what's a what's a like you know what's a what, what would be a great smell like a, a you know fresh cookies baking like you wouldn't want that on on an on an no. ink. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because <laughs> I don't see this is. I wouldn't. That's why I also don't like like those automatic air fresheners. So yesterday that I visited just my exists. mom yesterday because yeah. it was my birthday this week, right? So I went to visit mm-hmm. my mom. Happy yesterday. birthday! Thank you whoop, so much. Whoop. And uh, she, we were sitting in the room, and then she has one of those automatic air freshener things, you yep. know, like every now and then. <laughs> yeah. And I hate it. And we were sitting there, and she's like. I don't like this smell. And I said, well, what do you, why is this here then? She's like, well, I don't want to waste it. It's like, but you don't like the smell. Nobody else likes the smell. It's like an attack every 10 minutes or whatever. Why do you have it? You know, I don't understand those things. Because a lot of the time I end up finding, like if there's like a bunch of family over or whatever, mm-hmm. I end up like grabbing a chair and I always tend to put it down basically where that thing is. Yeah. And every now and then, I turn around just at that moment, bang in the face. You know? Yeah. What's What's the smell? What do you? What was the smell? Of this I have one? no idea, man. Some yeah. floral nonsense. I was gonna say, was it floral? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Florals are strong. So anyway, um, scented inks, I get. Like I understand. Like I'm like you. I just I've used some that you go back to the page and it there is still a scent there and then that's when I that's a challenge that's when I'm just like that's enough for me. The issue so. that I have with the scented ink stuff is like I don't it's like I I don't always want this very specific scent. You know what I mean? Like I don't always sure. want that one thing and that's why I'm not into it. You know, yeah. it's sometimes like, it's perfect and perfect timing. Sometimes yeah. it's the worst. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say to show you something now that it's pretty perfect, mm-hmm. but not necessarily for me. But I got this link a bunch this week. Visconti dropped another Homo sapiens pin, the demo stones, which they have done before. But this time, Mike, they did it in orange and purple. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty amazing. And I'm not going to buy them. Because I just spent a lot of money on a pen, and this pen oh, is not perfect God, for me. No. <laughs> this orange is ridiculous. This reminds That's me of the Sailor so, Pro Gear orange. Oh my God, that looks good, man. Even I, I'm I, into this. Because you know what? I, the clip, yeah. putting the color in the clip. Color in the clip. This is kind of like, this is like if Thanos <laughs> was going to get, you know, some pens this, that'd be like this. It's like the Infinity Stones pens. Yeah, so like the jewels are on the top. That's my hang-up. Like if it was a flat top, mm, don't I don't like know that? if I would have ordered the Elb- Elbwood. Like it's okay. Like I don't dislike it, but for the price, you know, $800, yeah, it's, I don't not like like, either. it's not like completely perfect. Like that's mm, a price yeah. range. The, like, see, anything, the one time I'm willing to accept the clip, they go and put... Yeah. It looks like a stylus tip on the top of yes. the pen, and that's yeah. ugly. And this is a series continuation. They've been doing this for like two years now. So there's been like red and green, and they've been doing other colors, blue, and I don't know what this other color is, like a burgundy. So yeah, they've done other colors. So this is like a continuation of the series of this Demo Stones and series. The and the, the Demo thing. Stones is that finial thing. The thing that's kind of frustrating to me about this is it's not mm-hmm. actually a stone. Right. Right. It's just and I know that dome. that would be maybe completely cost prohibitive if you want to mm-hmm. put like a piece of sapphire in the top of the pen. But it's mm-hmm. kind of just like, if it's not that, 
then what's the point of putting the right. little like nubbin on the end? So here, I want to read this. Homo sapiens demo stone fountain pens are designed and created in Visconti's Florentine workshop. The barrel and cap are made with tuned acrylic resin and hand polished with special felt tools. So, uh, so there you go. So it's, I will it's say basically as well, just like a thousand dollars retail for a plastic. Pen. Well, these are it's always hard. these are always MSRP ones. The Visconti is Visconti was the one that years ago would not list. They were login for MSRP. I mean, we're log in for real price companies, right? You couldn't publish the real price because I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. I've never understood that idea. They'd list the MSRP and you would have to log in to find the true price. Well, the true price is always 20% less. Like, and like everyone knows, no one has to click the button to see the price. Um, so Visconti's always done that. So this has always been the price uh, structure for Visconti. So yeah, it's an $800 pen like that I, I might, if it went to $500, I might think I might be okay with the jewel. I don't know because the orange is so hot. Like this is the correct translucent orange that reminds me of sailor's orange. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good. So I don't know. I like, I, I'm no, I have no interest in buying this pen, but I sure as heck want to see it in person. Like I have other plastic pens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that, that are expensive, but it is difficult. But, you know, you've really got to think about it. Right. Like, I only have budget for, you know, not many $800 pens. Like, that's a, a luxury that, you and know. It, and I do uh, find... Like, I don't, I, if, take, I don't take for granted. If a pen is made of plastic and mm-hmm. it costs $800, mm-hmm. it has to be perfect to my desire for taste. Right. You know? Right. right. I don't want to always be thinking about the jewel on the top because that's the only hang-up I have with this pen. And if I spend that much money and I'm constantly thinking about it, well, I've, I've made a bad, a bad purchasing decision. I made a bad decision with my money, and I don't like to make bad decisions, even though I'm taking a very big risk on the Elwood, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's a risky thing that I don't normally but do. I don't beautiful, know. though. I'm pretty sure it's going to do well. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, I wanted to point that out because everyone was showing, sending me that link, yeah. and I, they, Visconti nailed it. Like straight up, colors are so good. Straight up nailed they it. Didn't, and they didn't straight it, up nail it, but the well, colors are good. The color, the color wise, yeah. like it is, it is hot. Like it is complete. It, like I, I could use that pen as like you know my desktop background, even though I would never own the pen, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all the colors have the uh the Visconti uh the the color of the pen in the uh in the clip, and that's a well that was a good decision. I'm with you on that. All right. So that's all. That's all the stuff. That uh, that I'm digging this week, even though I gave the Energels a hard time. It's a killer pen. You just got to think that the these are black pens mm-hmm. um, if you're going to go into that. And the tea, the tea time coffee ink, which is confusing to me. I just wanted to call it the tea ink, um, tea time coffee ink. I don't know, but um, you can't get it <laughs> really, so you have to dig around for that. And um, the the orange and purple, very expensive Homo sapiens. It was a good good week for pens and ink. All right, before we finish up today, I've got uh, a nice TPA question that I enjoyed. All right. It comes from Frames, who asks, given the torrent of limited releases coming from Leonardo, do you think they will hit, or we may hit, a saturation point with them similar to what we've seen with Sailor in the past couple of years? I love this question. We get this question from time to time. I speak on this topic unprompted from time to time. And the answer is yes and no. 
Yeah, right? I agree with you completely. You have, to, <laughs> you have to recall that not every fountain pen user is at the same stage of purchasing of fountain pens, right? Mm-hmm. So do the new colors from, Le- let's just, since the question was about Leonardo, let's just focus on them. So I've bought three or four different Leonardos, five maybe, and paired and bought all these colors that I like. And I didn't really intend to kind of do that at the first, but they kept releasing new colors and I kind of liked them. But then I paired them back to like the really the focus on the ones that I want. So when a new Leonardo comes out, it's not as compelling to me personally because I have a couple that I really, really enjoy. But it doesn't mean that Leonardo sees the effect of me not buying the next color and the next color and the next color because they have newfound interest from people just discovering the brand and are going, OMG, look at these colors. And now they're on a journey that's at a different stage than I'm at Mm -hmm. with my purchasing to where they're going, hey, I'm going to check out this color and this color. And then maybe they back it back down and, and like I did and kind of refine that over time. And you need, you know, I have less of them, you know, in my collection now than I did previously. And I think this is just, we're always going to see the continuation of the popular thing to a time frame beyond where you're comfortable, you know, continuing to buy them. Because you're no longer their customer, maybe, but you appreciate what they do, and the next customer is where you were a few years ago. So there's always going to be a time for these companies to like really lean into the thing that made them popular with Leonardo. It's like these materials, right? Because there's always the next customer coming, and uh, it doesn't matter if I've seen it before or not. Their, their new customers going, wow, look at this. And I, I would like to buy this pen. So they're, they're okay with that. And the thing is, I understand the question. I think the important context to remember is like just the incredible amount of sailors that there have been and are because yes. so many people and companies do limited editions of them in a way right. that Leonardo isn't currently doing. It right. feels like at least every... Leonardo They're a little different level. Is coming from Leonardo by and large. Yeah. With the occasional, you know, smaller batch one or whatever. But yeah, you know, see, like at- I say, I say this with Sailor, like it's almost, it's Sailor has turned me off of them, you know, not overall big picture, but just like today. Like I'm good, like skipping like literally every Sailor that comes out. Because Less interested I, in. Yeah, monitoring all the new releases. But that doesn't change my overall premise that someone's going, "Holy cow, look at this!" And, and what does like, and ultimately that's going to continue to keep them going? Do these companies genuinely like? Do they think, "Oh, what we need to do is sell the same one hundred people twenty five pens"? I don't. I right. I know if I was running a pen brand like that, I don't think that would be my my goal. Right. Right, yeah, and that's not sustainable. So you can keep releasing various limited editions. Maybe you'll capture some uh, fans of the brand, but mm-hmm. you're ultimately the more colors you make, the more people you can bring in. Maybe. Yeah. So the the short version 
of the answer to to my long-winded answer is like saturation points for companies are not based on individuals purchasing decisions right Mm -hmm. what could be saturated to me may not be saturated for mike yep yeah so that's why that's why you're going to keep seeing sailor like every time you blink a new a new sailor show up right because they know better than you and i what's going to sell and if they can afford to keep doing this and clearly they can Mm -hmm. all right i think i think that's it right all right. Woo. Good show. Good show today. Four ninety nine, Mike. Big week next week. I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be a big one. Uh, again, we ask you to send in your um, your question. Not questions. Your answer to our question, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is basically we want to understand what is your favorite stationary item and what makes it special to you. If you go to our show notes, you can find them at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 499. Fill in the Google sheet, and uh, your answer will be read out on next week's episode, which is going to be episode 500. Um, It will be recorded and released on uh, February 9th, which is also our 10-year anniversary. Uh, We'll be recording live at 2 p.m. GMT, 9 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. Um, on Wednesday if you want to come and tune in. Thank you to Squarespace for the support of this show and as again mentioned, support over the many, many years. Uh, But of course, most of all, thank you for listening and we'll be back next time. If you want to find Brad in the meantime, go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com. You can also find him as penaddict on Instagram, twitch.tv slash penaddict and at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. All right, until next week, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>